Think about it. Everything is polluted. The environment, the government, the schools, you name it. We're on Uncensored tonight. Nice, clean little bandwidth. No one else is using it. Price is right. I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere uninvited like a dirty thought in a nice, clean mind. Guess who? It's me again. The little attitude for all of you in white bread land. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? You out there? You listening? What's going on? Happy Thursday. April Fool's Day. And I have a Babylon B article, and that's it. <laughs> great show with Alara last night. Thank you, Stony Joe. Appreciate that very much. Yes, there was a great show. It's a lot of fun hanging out, and I love talking about stuff like that. I just don't get much time to do it. You know me, focused on a singular mission. You're looking live at the foxhole.app and all the great patriots that are hanging out over there with us right now, Texas Girls, Sly Park. Uh, Amy Joe's in the house. Uh, looking Up is out there, and uh, others are over there messing with us. Love it. Keep it coming. Stony Joe and uh, uh, Polly D's in the house. Christian, God bless you all. Appreciate you joining us. Check out the foxhole.app. Help, do me a favor. Just put the link in your social media and say, check this out. And ask people to come check it out and see what we got going on over here. It's going to be, it's just starting and it's going to be epic. We can all see where this is going. If you have any kind of visualization techniques of, you know, how to start a business and, and get it in place in a good spot, the foxhole.app and the people behind it are doing great work. Help support them by buying them a cup of coffee every now and then, will you? Do me a favor. Say Abe sent you. And uh, we want to support the foxhole.app. Appreciate that very much. So check that out when you guys get time. Also, don't forget the website, uncensoredabe.com, is up and going. Uh, you can find all the links to the different podcasts, where you can find previous show content and videos. Uh, the newsletter is still under construction. We're getting there. Uh, Foxhole, Twitch, Screw YouTube, DLive, CloudHub, and Tiger Network uh, is where you can find us. The blog is where you can find latest news and stuff like that that we want you to see. In case you missed the link and couldn't grab it in the chat, Cash App, Patreon, PayPal is how you can help for now. Merchandise is in the works. We got some merchandise coming your way. Stand by. It's a beautiful merchandise. But in the meantime, join our Patreon. Get access to our private Discord. And uh, you can find out what's going on behind the scenes, exclusive show content, and, you know, uh, know what's going to happen before it happens instead of just getting surprised if you want that. Uh, how to contact us at the very bottom here on the website. With that, I want to welcome my bro Joe into the house and welcome you all to the show. Joe, how's it going? Uh, a lot of fun last night with Alara, bro. Yes, it's April Fools. I had a joke already, and then I decided not to uh, to go with it. But anyways, um, yeah, yesterday, well, obviously, we had Jeremy Brown on, which was a great conversation. What a great guy. Um, you know, I love that you guys had some great dialogue there. And, you know, even after the show, uh, we talked a little bit and um, emailed back and forth as well about uh, having another discussion in the future with him. Did you mute me? No, you're good. <laughs> oh, you did didn't you? you just had to tell on me i was i was three seconds late <laughs> go ahead 
Oh, man. See, three seconds. Sure. It's probably more like 10. Probably more like 10. <laughs> I asked them Again. not to tell on me, and they're telling on me anyway. Jeez. <laughs> you gave it up. Three you seconds. Up. You, yeah, you totally gave it up. But anyways, <laughs> it's Thursday. It's April Fool's. I had a joke ready. I'm not going to say it. Now it's totally ruined. Um, yesterday was a great conversation with Jeremy Brown. Um, and then obviously last night with Alara on one foot and five D. Um, I was just like, I couldn't sleep last night, man. Just thinking about those two conversations that we had, uh, it was so much fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, you mentioned merchandise. We've been working behind the scenes as well. Uh, you know, with my sis Dawn out there. Good to see you. Suki, good to see you out there as well. And, uh, Palladius, everybody, Amy, Joe, uh, Patricia. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that as well. Yesterday, like I said, was a really good interview with, uh, Alara. I had a great time with her. I know we're, we'll be working more in the future with her, I think as well. Um, and it's just, you know, like I said, there was those two conversations, those couple of hours of conversations. And I was just up all night, just thinking about everything that, you know, kind of happened, uh, in that time frame. And uh, it's just a lot of good conversation. I'm really proud to be here. I'm really proud to be part of the conversations and part of the bigger plan of things. Oh, yeah. And I do have. Sweet. Made made in Detroit. Made in Detroit. So in case anybody was asking, yes, I was rooting for the Tigers. And, yes, they won today. Um, So I'm excited about opening day. I know the Cubbies are playing right now as well. Let's hope they can come back. (laughs) I mean, I am the biggest baseball fan out there, and I didn't realize it. Is it opening day? It is. <laughs> it is. Wow. That tells you how busy I've been, guys. I have just, I have not had time. The only time I spend it, I watch a hell, we're, we're binge watching our favorite shows in the past. We're binge watching Hell on Wheels right now. And if you haven't seen Hell on Wheels, trust me. If you have it, if you have it available on your on your streaming service, watch it. Just trust me on this. It's basically the the initial build of the railroad from Chicago out to the the Pacific, and it's a it's a battle between you know uh, the the tyrants of the day, uh, and it kind of gives into the business sense of how they destroyed their opponents and stuff. But it also is like old old style western, you know. Uh, our roots style stuff on the railroads and uh, seizing railroads and the fights with the Indians. And uh, now they're in Utah and they're fighting with the Mormons and they just hammer Mormons. Probably rightfully so. Uh, what time, what time frame is this? It is like 1850s. I want to say maybe before that. Cause it's, it's, wow. it's right when the rail was first getting put down. So it may even been before that. So it's like right after the revolutionary war and the civil war. So, Gotcha. Um, the, the guys that are building the railroad are veterans from the Civil War. Some of them are from the South. Some are from the North. The slaves are freed, so the, the, the slaves are working their way into uh, normal American life and fighting for their rights. It's epic. I'm telling you, if you guys get time, watch Hell on Wheels. And we're I think we're on the fifth season finally. And um, I, every time I watch it, man, I'm just like, this is probably one of the greatest shows of American history, of true American history that's ever been told. So if you guys get a chance, check that out. So that's what I've been doing, man. And I haven't. So it, for me, it's a, you know, it's a way from all of this into an old style world of our, you know, Joe, you're in our, my ancestors uh, grew up on the railroad and with Jesse James and, uh, you know, much later than time in this. But let's be real about it. Uh, you know, it's kind of it is our heritage. So you identify with it very much, too. So if you get time, check out Hell on Wheels. Uh, one of the best good. shows ever made. 
That sounds very interesting, man. Absolutely. Uh, just real quick, I see a few other people out there. Sub pack back. Good to see you, brother. Uh, Big Willie Bales sent me. Bales, what's up, brother? Good to see you out there, Glenn. Good to see you, sir. Quiltanon Dolphan72. All kinds of great patriots out there. Thank you all for being here today. Really appreciate it. It it hammers uh, uh, Mormons. <laughs> And the Mormon founding and oh my God, it just it hammers it. It labels it the cult that it pretty much is. I and if there's any Mormons out there, then just call me ignorant. Just I just say I don't know. But I mean, looking at it from afar, uh, child brides and multiple brides just seems a little bit cultish to me. Uh, seems like you're just taking advantage of 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 God's message and for yourself, so you can have child baby, you know, child brides. That's what it seems like to me. I could be wrong. Uh, but, hey, uh, now that I pissed off a whole section of uh, society, let's move on. <laughs> Real quick, uh, thank you, 412, for sending in everyone over and everyone who hopped over from 412. Appreciate it. Thank you all for being here. CNN publishes a real news story for April Fool's Day. Coming out of Atlanta, Georgia, fooling thousands of readers in a prank that the cable news organization said was just for fun, CNN published a real news story on April Fool's Day this year. The story simply contained a list of facts with no embellishment, editorializing, or invented details. The story didn't cite shaky anonymous sources and only quoted firsthand witnesses to the event. It was completely factual without any errors whatsoever baffled cnn fans immediately knew something was up quote i was reading this story and i was like wait what is this said one man in new york who was uh, relies on cnn for his fake news every morning this really got me good then i looked up the, at the calendar and I, I realized i had been duped a classic gab those little rascals he added shaking his head and laughing good-naturedly as long as they return to their regularly scheduled fake news tomorrow, we're good. We're, we're good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Kristen 33 out there. The bee is my spirit animal. <laughs> Absolutely spot on. <laughs> uh, uh, Babylon B, the ultimate satire uh, news site that is actually turning into more real news than anything <laughs> out there. Uh, that is, uh, that is some solid work from the Babylon being April fool's day. So there you go. Happy April fool's day, fam. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. So I've been watching this the last couple of days and actually ever since Amy Joe brought, uh, what appeared to be a news flash saying that Russian tanks had overrun U United kingdom tanks. And the story got quickly discredited by me and others because there really isn't a, a, a army of, of UK tanks, <laughs> uh, United Kingdom doesn't really have an army. Uh, they do have some training in the Baltic regions and in some near uh, Ukraine. So in that sense, it is possible that this story that disappeared out of the news um, is it, it could be it could be true that there is something actually happening in Ukraine, and the the signs of that are evident. And I guess we should expect. We, we know that they're going to test the the Biden administration. It's coming. They're probably going to seize more territory. To me, it looks like approximately three to four more provinces uh, have been infiltrated by, you know, Russian spies, and, and now they control the government, and now they're going to seize control of the government. So I fully expect this to happen. Um, whether or not it becomes a, a national crisis, I think that's going to be interesting to see how the world responds. 
Um, I think you'll see a military buildup at the border and, and stopping them at those four provinces. And honestly, I think Russia looks at that territory as historically theirs, and an argument can be made that it is theirs. So maybe they're just resetting the lines that were destroyed after World War II, and in which case we're going to see a lot more of that in the coming years, especially in the Middle East. So uh, we'll see what happens. Russian armor floods towards border with Ukraine amid fears of an imminent crisis. A flurry of alarming reports and social media posts indicate that Russia is pouring military hardware into Crimea and its border with eastern Ukraine. Now, there is ample evidence in video that is time-stamped to prove that this is actually happening now. This isn't just pictures without uh, you know reference or things like that. The original leaks, I think, are, can be legitimized by what's actually what we're seeing at this point now. Um, so just a shout-out to Amy Joe and the others that, uh, that, have, that we're looking in, that, uh, in the Discord server behind the scenes. I think we have... You know, good proof that there's definitely something happening at the border here. Uh, let me get one of these. Let's play this one here, a train full of equipment. Uh, and this is uh, in the, um, yeah, there's no chance in hell I'm going to read that. Robotsky Uzt Lubinsk station near Krasnodar. That's about as good as I got. With your own money. Yeah. Idiot me and his money. <laughs> so there you go. Um, just to give you an idea. Now here are the here are the the, the info that I found that corroborated the, the drives article here. This is uh, on the ground in uh, northern your uh, Crimea, I believe this was. Gotta love the music. <laughs> what the hell? It's almost like it's 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 made propaganda video, and it's that's yeah. Funny you said that. Go ahead, keep and, going. But it's made. That's how Putin does things. So Putin's sending a fucking message. Doing this shit is what he's doing. Here's the uh, the Russian release for those of you that may want it. I just I, I don't know. There are some of you out there that may be interested in the actual uh, sourcing from Putin. Uh, he he was in a. Uh, uh, a video of saying basically that what he's going to do, and that is he's going to take over those those several provinces. So um, I don't know. We'll see what the world does to it. And again, I mean, an argument can be made if you look at historical lines uh, that it is Russian territory. So leave take that for what it's worth. It's interesting nonetheless. I will say that much. And there's been a lot more reporting. I see some comments out there as well. Uh, Glenn said something about something is happening in the Ukraine. Check Disclosed TV. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, what we've seen since the beginning that the Biden administration is getting tested right off the bat within the first couple of days. So uh, I kind of agree with you there. And I'm, I'm pretty much uh, on board with you as well, thinking that Putin's pretty much just, you know, kind of puffing up his chest at this point saying, go ahead, you know, do what you want to do. But, you know, I'm so back and forth about Putin. You know, like there's some times where I'm just like, man, that makes complete sense what he's doing. And then there's other times where I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? So I, well, I mean, from his perspective, this makes a lot of sense. He needs to secure the the um, energy routes and he's going to do it however he has to. And now he has a, a, the military base. And let's be real. No, we can't stop him. It's not if he, he can go wherever he wants to go. And he knows that. And there isn't the military presence in that area to stop him. So. You know, I, <laughs> that's that's the truth of it. And and again, 
you can look at if you look at historical Russian lines, that area, uh, Ukraine just was was formed out of nowhere. It was not actually a country. It was just created by a, a kind of separatist movement. Um, and then after World War II, we basically told Russia, all right, here's part of the deal. You're going to get less of this, and you're going to pull back uh, and allow us to have like a buffer zone, basically, of what it originally was. Um, so, And similar to the Middle East, where all we have all these lines that are destroying tribal territories and original tribal regions, and now you have the Kurds fighting to this, the fighting to that, the that. They're all fighting each other because of our Western lines. So I don't know, man. I don't know how to, you know... When you look at it from their point of view, you, I can sympathize with their cause. Now, what they're actually doing is they're going to further try to strengthen uh, their hold on uh, on European energy, and so watch for that. I mean, it, with the help uh, with the help of of the Biden administration, I believe that the Biden administration will help them uh, seize better control for Russia. They're actually pretty good friends, so. Well, Subpack Vet says uh, NATO will have to pick this one up because Biden is a spineless jellyfish. I kind of agree with him there. Yeah, and I don't know. <laughs> I, I would have to look at um, uh, the uh, I original. The original translate was uh, was just the, the original message in it. Um, here's the. Uh, let me get that source for you for you guys if you want that. Uh, it's a telegram. Um, the let's see. It says Putin in a video call with Merkel and Macron to discuss Ukraine, Belarus, Navalny, Sputnik vaccine, Libya, and Syria. So, what they're doing is they're going to finalize Russia's plans for those pipelines. Is basically what it's going to come down to. That's the whole reason why they destroyed the area to begin with. It's why they overthrew the regime so that they could have a, a better hold of energy into into you know and, and hold. Uh, the European Union by the balls with their energy. So that's what it's going to come down to, and it's probably what's going to happen. Glenn's got out there two hours ago. NATO's North Atlantic Council held an urgent meeting today over Russian military movement uh, at Ukraine's border, it's, it looks like. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Um, here's Let me just get in over here now so you guys can see the map. You can see there's been a lot of red of activity. Those are all... Uh, bombs, uh, you know, uh, ceasefire breaks, all kinds of stuff. There's been a, a definite increase in activity. Um, here is the some of the area where that uh, where those trucks were moving through. So they're moving from straight from Russia straight in through. And let me zoom out a little bit more so you can see those provinces that I was talking about. And I think you can kind of see them on here. Yeah, you can. So here's the area that they have now. They're going to take this, this, let's see, this, 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 and this. They're going to take this whole area right here and, and unify this whole area. So, again, originally this, this area was Russian territory back way back when. So they're just going to cut off this area of Ukraine and take it for theirs. How much gas and oil is in the Ukraine? Uh, there's a lot of natural resources. There's actually uh, this area in Ukraine has um, uh, precious metals. <laughs> so Interesting. Yeah, uh, uranium and, and uh, tritium and all those other precious metals, the, the top three that, that uh, the world's looking for right now. So that's part hmm. of it, too. Okay. Interesting point out there, SMR Patriot 1776. Appreciate it. Yeah, good job, guys. Um, all right, so there's that. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to talk about real quick, and we'll get jo- uh, Joe in here for his first top story of the day, Biden to nominate groundbreaking first slate of federal judges. And I, I'm not surprised that the first person, that every single person on this list, is the most anti-white name on in history. That's really what it comes down to. Uh, you can call it what you want to call it, but uh, this is that's what it is. 
Uh, the nomination of Jackson will likely spur discussion about potential nomination for the Supreme Court. The person that uh, Biden uh, nominated to replace Garland's uh, disgusting piece of shit ass is a Muslim uh, magistrate from New Jersey. Uh, so it will be the first Muslim American, whatever that means, to be uh, appointed to a federal bench, and they're going to try to move her up to the Supreme Court as soon as possible. Tiffany Cunningham, patent litigator in, sh- in Chicago, Florence Pan, Candace Jackson, Akuomi Mumumi, uh, Magistrate Judge uh, Deborah Bo- Boardman and Lindsey Grisby, uh, tons of women, uh, Julian Neals, Margaret Strickland, Regina Rodriguez, they're all probably the, probably the top of the of the radical left feminist movement is probably every one of these. And I don't even have to look into them by looking at, at, at who they selected and knowing what they want in the court, uh, that they are going to go hard left as, as much as they can to replace Ginsburg. So watch for that to become a battle in the near future. And that's, again, why, this, why the Senate matters. And these first votes in the Senate are going to be – I'm going to watch closely because I really don't think – uh, the Senate is going to allow the radical agenda to uh, to permeate uh, our politics. The, the, the message was sent in 2020. I believe that that uh, that the centrists are going to hold strong. I hope and pray that they will, and we'll have to watch it closely and see what they get done. What do you What do you think, Joe? I I agree uh, with you completely. I I want it. I hope it stays centrist. I mean. You know, obviously, some of the recent uh, Supreme Court uh, stuff that's been going on has been kind of frustrating. But, um, you know, I still like the idea of having a mostly centrist, um, you know, court. And if that's possible, then that that's great. Um, you know, I think that's what we need. I mean, um, uh, is anybody going to ask this Muslim American woman if she stands against uh, uh, Shia law? Can we, can we ask be- you that question or is that racist? <laughs> well, that's racist, <laughs> but that should be the very first question that needs to be asked. I, I, I want to know if she will fight against Sharia law and uh, their d- disgusting fucking uh, habits of uh, female genital mutilation. I'm guessing not. Can we ha- can we know that answer? Are we allowed to have that? Or is that racist to ask that question? So we'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, that's the top uh, ones that I have for today. I also got some Sydney Powell stuff for you guys coming. Uh, what else do I have here? Uh, Montana uh, uh, leading the way in some areas too. Uh, let's see all oh, the tax the tax discussion a little bit about that and uh, some FCC news. Joe, what did you have that you that caught your eye for a top news story of the day? Oh, there's a couple interesting ones out there. Just real quick, knock my socks off. Uh, I did talk about that yesterday, about the Million Maskless March and the mask burning, Saturday, April 10th, uh, 3 p.m. in Fort Lauderdale. So if you're in Florida and near the Fort Lauderdale area, Saturday at 3 p.m., mask, uh, maskless march and mask burning. Be there. Um, I know we discussed that yesterday with Jeremy. He's like, I don't have a mask. I never had a mask. I get it, but just go there and support it anyways. Um, I think there's a couple interesting uh, stories out there. This one out of the National Pulse, um, and um, a couple people have highlighted it. uh, Let me share the screen here real quick. So revealed that China's state propaganda group boasts control over Western think tanks, election integrity uh, groups, and even Joe Biden's national security team. Who would have thought that? This is by uh, Raheem Kassam and Natalie Winters, who, uh, if you don't follow Raheem, he does really good work. 
Uh, I think Al would agree there as well. Absolutely. He's one of the best. So the new bombshell admissions over China's influence in both the United States and Europe, like organizations such as the Bergeron, Bergeron, uh, is it Bergeron or Bergeron? Bergeron Institute with the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, the Bergeron Institute first rose to national attention after co-funding the Transition Integrity Project, which advised on how Joe Biden could seize power on the back of a uh, Trump victory. So yep. it goes on to list uh, amongst its key 21st Central Council members, influential global think tankers and public figures, including the former UK Prime Minister Gordon Brown. That, oh, that's all the way. Can you guys? Yeah, that's actually uh, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, uh, Huffington Post founder Ariana Huffington, anti-Trump funder Pierre Omidar, Omidar, uh, former Australian Prime Minister Kevin Rudd, former French President uh, Nicolas Sarkozy, uh, former uh, Google CEO Eric Schmidt, former U.S. Treasury uh, Secretary uh, Larry Summer, Summers, former uh, Danish Prime Minister and Facebook Oversight Board member Hal Thorning Schmidt, and CNN host and Washington Post columnist Fareed Zakari. Who's who of globalist scum? Very interesting, right, Abe? Uh, What a hell of a list there. Um, This article is actually super long. It really gets into some great details. Um, I'll drop it out there in the chats for you guys if you want to check this article out. I think we kind of already been, you know, obviously discussing uh, how much influence China really does have but not only in every part, but even in the uh, the think tanks and stuff like that, it's unbelievable how deep their hands really reach. It's just lo- it's just lobbying. They are their their efforts are just limited to buying everybody off. That's it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Says our geniuses in the intelligence community, fucking morons. Um, Sidney Powell's legal defense dominates Dominion. Um, there has been a lot of people that have been slamming Sidney Powell lately, and we had a discussion with Joe Flynn about that last week. Um, and there's been a lot of people, even in the uh, um, on the on the right side of history, that are that are really questioning Sidney Powell, and it's unwarranted, unfair, and it is ignorant at best. Uh, we should just be standing by Sidney Powell. She's fighting for us, and we should be fighting for her, uh, not slamming her every chance we get. But there's no shortage of, of meatheads on the left, especially that are pushing false narratives about these lawsuits and about everything out there. You can tell the people that, that worked very hard to try to find out the truth about the election are getting, are getting uh, targeted very closely um, by the left, and every single one of them are. The Trump family is now again. Um, anyone who helped, helped fight uh, during the election is being targeted, and they're going to continue to do that to try to destroy them. Um, but Sidney Powell has a genius move and counter move here that we talked about before with this Dominion lawsuit. Uh, and basically, here's what the here's the the the, uh, uh, the important part of what's going to be in this case. And I want to watch this closely. Dominion, in its legal complaint, failed to state the proper type of harm necessary for relief to be granted on defamation. We, we talked about uh, being unable to prove harm in the Texas versus uh, uh, um, election case in the Texas election case. 
um, and they were able, unable to prove harm. While in this legal uh, complaint, they, they, you have to show harm in order to get defamation granted. In fact, Dominion's allegations are entirely devoid of the legal, legal proper information, statements, or evidence required to succeed on its merits. So basically, Dominion filed this lawsuit with as a as a way to target uh, Sidney Powell, believing that the courts would would back them up. And we'll wait and see. It wouldn't surprise me if the courts somehow uh, defended Dominion. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's how these companies succeed. The means they are asking. Uh, let's see. That means that they are asking the federal judge to punish Miss Miss Powell and her companies simply because the Dominion wants that outcome. This is akin to a child on a playground faking a story to punish someone they do not like, except for the federal government has a lot more power than principle. And we also have constitutional rights. This is a really well, well-written art, article. There's recent precedent for this as well um, that's important on this front. So I think that's going to be interesting to see how this case plays out. Uh, and the D, there's a differing opinion regarding the, the defamation against her. Uh, in the D.C. Circuit Court, it made clear that the evidence of ill will is insufficient by itself to support a finding of actual malice, meaning just because uh, you you had ill will towards somebody, that is not proof of malice and therefore not proof of defamation. So it's nearly impossible to, 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 to uh, uh, win on a defamation lawsuit on its basis in itself. Dominion in, is, in essence, claiming the global audience addressed by Ms. Powell is incapable of looking at the evidence themselves and formulating their own opinions. Talk about a wildly outrageous statement. The only way for Dominion, Dominion to su- succeed is to release their data to prove the evidence and other experts are wrong. But even then, no defaming occurred. People debate statistics in, in the, in all the time in the public. Sidney Powell is arguing that she formed opinion based on the data, expert testimony, and evidence she was presented with. And so, therefore... All of the leftist morons that are pushing this false narrative that Sidney Powell is going to get destroyed on this case are, are, are spinning a narrative and are, are requesting an outcome from judges rather than actually looking at the legal precedence and uh, standing of the case. So those of you out there that are still fighting strong for Sidney, keep doing it. Keep fighting for her. She's in the right. Oh, muted. I absolutely agree. And that's why you brought that up when you were talking with Joe Flynn, um, you know, about Sydney and, you know, just how important everything that she's done. Um, and the fact that people want to attack her should pretty much tell you all you need to, to, to know. Right. I mean, if you're over the target, you're going to get attacked. That's the same thing with Matt Gates yesterday. I mean, you know, everybody kind of just jumped on it and was like, oh, go figure another, you know, another Republican, go figure. And and didn't just just totally ignored that there was, you know, no facts out yet. Um, you know, that that's one of the biggest things that people should know right now is first and foremost, if a story comes out, you need to give it 48 hours. But nobody's doing that. Everybody just wants to jump on the bandwagon, see something and, and you know, start bashing people for no reason. And don't ever see anybody coming back to apologize and say, oh, you know what? I was wrong. I shouldn't have said that about Sydney. Oh, I was wrong. I should have said that about Matt. I don't see any of that happening. No. Um, so pretty frustrating, man. Indeed. Key True says, uh, free us Q upholders. 
Uh, I'm going to claim racism if anyone tells me about the vaccine. That <laughs> makes me take the vaccine. Nice. Uh, let's see. Uh, the media is full of crap. Imagine that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, Amy Joe says, we love some, our, some of our Sydney uh, Pogs. Indeed, the Wicked crew over in Twitch is hanging out. God bless you all over there. Appreciate you guys. Uh, you are being grifted right now with the experiences of what tyranny is and how their control of us is achieved. Learn this lesson. Good shit. Uh, knock my socks off. Appreciate all you right, guys. All right. All right. Already knock it off with the mute gate. All right. <laughs> Get over it. Get over it. I, I see you guys out there. I see you. And I had it muted on purpose because I knew that something was coming in my email. and I didn't want to be, you know, making noise. And then Abe just all of a sudden stopped talking. All right. So I had to, you know, hurry up and click the button. Just right. take it easy out there. <laughs> what was your other? Uh, uh, did you have another story that you wanted to get covered today or? Um, yeah, we just talk about this real quick. Everybody has probably already seen and heard about it. Uh, Delta Airlines CEO says he opposes the Georgia's unacceptable voter ID laws. Keep in mind, they currently have a photo ideas required to fly on Delta Airlines. These guys are such idiots. Um, obviously, uh, this came out as well today that the Georgia House actually passes the bill stripping Delta of a multi-million tax break after it slammed the state's new voting re- restrictions. And everybody, of course, jumped on it right away. Um, but as you uh, as you alluded to, Abe, what happened when it got uh, past the house? I mean, it's you know, <laughs> it gets shut down every freaking time. This is the problem that we have. This is why we have to get involved in our local politics. Um, you know, we have to pay close attention to it. And you know, the the house tried to make a stand in, in Georgia and to to you know punish them. And no, the Senate just says no, and it ends up nothing ever happens. So. I don't know, man. It's uh, everybody got excited, and I mean, hey, we got to get we got to give some credit where credit is due. At least the House passed yeah. it. At least we know there's some good people out there still trying to fight. That's what we got to remember, though. This is literally a fight. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> you know how it goes, man. The, 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 at least there are some out there that are that are in the fight. That's I guess we should pay close attention to those and wh- find out who's the who in the House uh, started that and passed it. Um, and make sure that we uh, lift them up. You know, that's we could probably do something like that. Uh, who another person we could lift up is uh, Montana's governor, uh, leading another governor leading the way. Uh, G, uh, governor Gianforte uh, signs legislation to ban sanctuary cities in the state. Ah, beautiful, gotta love it. The legislature passed it last week, and this week he signs the bill HB two hundred passed the Senate on March fifteenth and has now been signed into law. The legislation prohibits local jurisdictions from adopting sanctuary policies and penalizing jurisdictions if they choose not to comply. Similar legislation was previously voted on uh, by the Democrat uh, uh, or vetoed in 2019 by the Democrat. Uh, And now that they finally have representation in Montana, they're getting stuff done. That's how we do it, baby. One day at a time. Keep fighting. uh, Lift up great people like them. Uh, Did you know last year's uh, cancer or death, uh, death rates have been officially released by the CDC? And COVID-19 was the primary or contributing cause of 377,883 deaths in the United States last year. That's what the CDC says. With a particularly high toll among elderly, according to the government report released on Wednesday, COVID-19 mortality rate is uh, made it the third leading, leading cause of death in the United States in 2020 after heart disease and cancer. The U.S. Center for Disease uh, CDC analysis found the CDC said that overall U.S. mortality rate increased for the first time since 2017 
by nearly 16% to 3.3 million deaths. The jump was driven by COVID-19, of course, which accounted for an increase in 11% of deaths uh, year over year. So says the CDC numbers. So all you got to do is be like, well, the CDC said, and then you win your argument, right, leftists? Morons. That's how that works. That's exactly how that works. <laughs> the CDC said there was almost 400,000 deaths. Do you not care about those people? <laughs> right? That's the argument. Oh. The CDC could kiss my ass. <laughs> I agree, Kristen, 33. I agree. Uh, you got to make fun when you can. Here come the Biden taxes. Middle class will pay for the largest tax increase since 1968. As I finish up the last four articles, we'll get you guys over to a news blitz here in a little bit. So much for the illusion of cost-free spending blowouts. <laughs> the bill for President Biden's agenda is coming due, starting with Wednesday's proposal for the largest corporate tax increase in decades, can we finally drop the pretense that any of this moderate or unifying or bipartisanship? Mr. Biden's corporate tax increase alone is more than $1.5 trillion over 10 years, with another $1.5 tr- trillion coming as soon as the individual income and uh, investment taxes uh, are uh, implemented on top of the corporate taxes. $3 trillion in extra taxes coming out of the Biden administration. Anyone surprised? That's about $300 billion a year or a 1.36 of the total GDP in taxes that they're trying to raise with this crap. Uh, this is how you stifle growth and, uh, and, and limit uh, 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 any kind of uh, investment in companies by doing crap like this. Dan Clifton of the uh, Strategic Research Partners compares Bill Clinton's 1993 tax increase of 0.4% of GDP uh, making it the Biden's the largest tax increase since 1968. My question is, is the Senate going to stand up and say no? Because corporations are thriving right now. Um, and, you know, so are small businesses because of the current tax structure. If you mess with that in any way, you're going to cause inflation. Uh, so go figure. We'll just watch it happen, I guess, or them try to happen. All I've noticed, though, is there's been a lot of talk. There's been a lot of talk about what Democrats want to do. There's been a lot of talk about what Republicans want to do, and there's been no action. I haven't seen one bill pass. Have you seen one bill pass, Joe? Did I miss one? Not that I've seen. Not <laughs> so, at all. So, I mean, it's not like I'm, we're all – I mean, it's all talk. It's it's all media talking. The media said, you know, I, so that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a bunch of nothing uh, happen, and, but I'm seeing a lot of hyperbole from a lot of people. Um, and of, of because people are saying what they want to do. Let's wait and see what they actually accomplish. Uh, let's see what the first bill the Senate passes. Let's see what they actually do, and then start from there. Supreme Court upholds FCC move to loosen media ownership rules. In a Supreme Court decision on Thursday, upheld by the FCC to relax media ownership rules, handing down a unanimous, unanimous ruling that favors Large broadcasters, the decision dealt a blow to challengers who argued their laxer regulations could usher in more media consolidation at the expense of minority and female ownership. Well, of course, it's at the expense of the American people. We already have it consolidated to six, and now there is no regulatory structure to stop them from from consolidating even more. Basically, Bezos could just fucking buy them all, and we could all live in a nice little happy bubble of uh, conformity. Wouldn't that be fucking great? That would be fantastic. 
Looking forward to that. The FBI is so corrupt that it led to mass shooters on uh, that it lets mass shooters rampage, and it needs to go. Um, it, it, while the FBI is failing to stop terrorist attacks by known threats, it has conducted numerous political operations on behalf of Democrats. It's time to clean house in the FBI. The New York Times reported on, on March 27th that Syrian-born Colorado mass shooter um, uh, Ahmad Ali Alawasi that guy had been on the FBI's radar and he uh, before he murdered ten people. This is the uh, tenth time in a row now that they, somebody was on the FBI's watch list and they watched him do it. At what point can somebody in the FBI pull their head out of their fucking asses? Morons! You can't fix stupid, dude. Let's let's go let's go talk to uncensored Abe. That guy was uh, he he's a radical. <laughs> Exercise reveals advantages on artificial intelligence gives in all domain ops. A a story Joe dropped for me from defense.gov that I'm going to study tonight, and I wanted to to highlight for you guys out there, and we'll get uh, Joe in here for a story, and then we'll hop in for uh, maybe an extended news blitz as I finished up those articles way faster than I thought I was going to. Um, But let me show you a little bit about this article uh, since we have a little bit of time here. Yeah, I think this is uh, interesting. When I saw it, I wanted to get it to you right away. U.S. Northern Command hosted a global information dominance exercise. <laughs> Soros wasn't there, <laughs> and the result the results couldn't be point, reached for comment. <laughs> couldn't, Soros couldn't be reached for comment, but uh, it was his mass strategic plan behind the scenes. <laughs> and the results point to a tremendous advantages the, the Defense Department will receive by applying machine learning and artificial intelligence to an all-domain information, says Air Force General Glenn Van Kirk. Um, uh, the Air Force General says uh, he commands NORTHCOMS, uh, detailed the results of the exercise during a virtual meeting. All 11 combatant commands participated in the exercise, which was based on a global scenario involving two peer competitors. Uh, what we were looking to do is, is show the incredible value of information and how the information can be used today. This is especially true if commanders can take information from all domains, undersea, space, cyberspace, air, land, and sea, and share it through machine learning interfaces uh, that have artificial intelligence in them. This would serve to make data and information available in a timely manner to produce space for decision makers, also known as uh, Skyrim. Skyrim. What is it? Uh, No, I lost it. Um, Damn it. Uh, Terminator, Sky. Anyways. uh, (laughs) I don't know. The movie the Terminator is built on, and the anyways, the decision makers. Somebody will give me help me out out there. The decision makers could be uh, tactical, all level, on the way up to the president of the United I'll States. You back. could, huh? I'll be back. I'll be back. Uh, you can use it. Uh, Skynet. Huh? Skynet. Okay, Skynet. Okay, you can use it in a competition day to day. You can use it in crisis for de-escalation and obviously in conflict for defeat and deny if needed. The exercise pointed to the fact that some of these capabilities are already co- available to commanders. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Um, let's see here. The exercise really demonstrated the need for military global integration. A all competition through conflict today is global in nature, and the tools gave us the ability to collaborate with all combatant commands near real time across all domains. Now that is interesting. <laughs> uh, that is something that uh, that commanders have needed for a very long time. This is an example, actually. 
Uh, that's one example, anyway, of how it can be used for the positive. Uh, there's more to uh, how much uh, information you can get that's reliable out of artificial intelligence. Uh, but, hey, you know, we don't know what they have, and we don't know what quantum com- computing can do. We don't know the capabilities that they have. Um, and the fact that uh, you can basically have real-time information and access to real-time commanders all the way down to what's on the ground uh i'm looking at that as a little bit of message to china (laughs) right that's what i was wondering super interesting man emp EMP kills all advantages yeah right you guys have uh amy joe said the we got our own. Uh, what did she say? Where'd it go? The CDC says uh, can't decipher crap. That's what CDC stands for. <laughs> and then somebody said, "Where was it?" I think it was Cage Farmer said, um, "F yeah." Cage Farmer said, "FBI is fucking Biden idiots." <laughs> nice. We got our own synonyms for you guys. Are they synonyms? Yeah, whatever. Uh, just funny. <laughs> Most prior islands, yeah. Yep, probably right, Toria. Good to see you out there. Um, it, it's um, you know, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. President Trump did a great job, right, of of managing the world uh, and keeping them in check. I thought, I thought and that was pro- that was the reason why I think a lot of people despised him because he was he was a he was on the world stage. He was solid, uh, very solid for a president, in my opinion. Uh, and any objective person could should be able to look at the way President Trump and Mike Pence and um. Uh, uh, Mike Pompeo, uh, uh, the way that they uh, took care of the world stage and be like, man, that was uh, that was pretty well done looking historically. And now you're seeing, you know, what President Trump and that team were up against, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, Kristen, that would not be good. (laughs) Uh, Real quick, I wanted to get a uh, a, a thank you out there to. to several of you that I, I just haven't had the time. There's been so much going on, and I keep meaning to, to send shout-outs and thank yous to, to those of you that have been helping supporting the show. Uh, we're going to be able to kick off this uh, um, this T-shirt drive uh, with with a, a pretty awesome supplier. It's going to be a little bit of an investment from you, uh, from us as a team, from all of us. Uh, that little bit of an investment I think is going to be worth it. Uh, so we're going to get that moving uh, this week, guys, and – uh, we're going to have some pretty sweet uh, merchandise lined up for you guys, uh, mostly shirts, T-shirts, and, and stuff like that for right now. And then we'll probably at some point you know, try to add to it as we get stuff moving. But it'll be kind of a T-shirt drive fundraiser uh, for the channel uh, and for that to help spread the word. So I uh, appreciate you guys for, uh, for you know, everything you've been doing uh, that enables us to put that initial investment. It's a pretty good, pretty good chunk sum of money uh, as an initial investment into the, into the T-shirt business, but it's going to be worth it in the long run. So with that, I wanted to say uh, thank you very much to Suzanne, uh, Daddy Crab for the coffee, uh, almost daily coffee buys. Appreciate that, brother. Thank you. Uh, Jay Bell, much love to you. Thank you very much uh, for that. Just Terry uh, as well. Thank you for that. Uh, Suzanne, again, thank you uh, very kindly. And um, this one I have to click on to see. Uh, oh, that's the uh, Rise of Tire. It was squared up with Rise of Tire. That also helped us. Uh, so the little bit of advertising we get from them, that helped us to be able to kick off this as well. So thank you all uh, uh, very much. And, uh, you know, we're just getting started, man. We're just, we're just getting ready to, uh, to start having a little bit of fun with all this. 
And so once we get this all in place, man, it's going to be a fun ride. And I'm glad you guys are here uh, with us at the beginning to uh, to to help see it off, man, because I think it's it's going to be fun, man. It is. It is. And the, the amount of work, you know, unfortunately, in the background isn't going to show through. But I do want to thank everybody that's been helping out in the background as well, trying to get, I mean, <laughs> the graphics and and getting everything organized for my sister. Uh, just, you know, amazing stuff in the background. So I really appreciate everybody's work. Yep. Yep. It's uh, it's going to be cool. It's going to be fun uh, to, to kick that off. I've got some sweet gear for you guys. So um, hopefully you guys will enjoy those. I want my news uncensored and I want my rapid fire from Joe quick uh, intro and then we'll get uh, Joe's rapid fire going here and then we'll at the top of the hour we'll, we'll kick it off with calls from you guys. Let us know what's on your mind. Any interesting discussions from earlier in the week that you may have disagreed with me on. Let's talk about them some more. Call in at the top of the hour rapid fire uh, opener standby. Joe, what do you see out there that's happening in the world that uh, we should keep an eye on today? Well, there's definitely quite a few things that have popped up, and I I definitely wanted to uh, where to go. There we go. Discuss this one for sure. Uh, this is actually out of Son of Enos that dropped this. Uh, he says, "Absolutely, we can. Uh, we can't uh, thank." Or, and we can't miss thanking President Donald Trump for inspiring the masses to rally for freedom says, no doubt this has been painful, but I believe it's also necessary to truly return power to we the people worldwide. We have all experienced the tyranny and witnessed the corruption firsthand. That means we all now have skin in the game, and we are rapidly approaching the critical mass boiling point because people have had enough. It's already happening worldwide. Although you are dependent upon the mainstream media, you would never know that what is happening. It's already happening in Paraguay. They didn't have guns and were chanting, we are the people. It even looks like they had a blast doing it. I might be crazy, but it looks like a lot of them had fun to me. Watch this. Let me go play this. Let me back this up a little bit because I was watching it earlier. Just a ton of people there in Paraguay. Like I said, this is the Great Awakening after all, and it is worldwide, right? So just super interesting, good stuff there. Yeah, for sure. It's it's spreading. It's still spreading. That's right. So this one uh, just kind of caught my eye, popped up on my phone. It says, Supreme Court rules Facebook automated text system doesn't count as robocalling, handing major win to people who want to spam your phone. Go fucking figure. Um, Supreme Court ruled in favor of Facebook uh, in a case about robocalls on Thursday. Uh, the court ruled that Facebook text alert alerts uh, on suspicious logins do not qualify as robocalls. 
unbelievable. Great. Just another just another way to force their message at you. So that that just came out. Was thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Can somebody ask the question that where the fuck Adam Kinzinger keeps getting all this money donated to him? This just dropped uh, a couple hours ago. Illinois congressman hauls in more than one million from an anti-Trump pack. Um, can we please have an investigation to see where he's getting this money from? It says that uh, he has said that he has brought in two point two million in fundraising during the first three months of this year. Who who's donating to him? I want to know this. Oh, I've I'll, done find, some, I'll find out. Give me a little bit, and we'll we'll cover I, that. Well, I've dug a little bit on this too, and somebody is not uh, being open source about their donations. I'll tell you that much. But super interesting, and hopefully, this dude does not get reelected. We need to get him out. Yeah, well, we know it's it's his corporate uh, owners and and uh, Northrop Grumman, Grumman and the rest of the defense intelligence agent, or defense uh, industry. There you go, there you go. DEA, this just dropped today. Two men arrested with a hundred pounds of cocaine, stamped with nickname of one of the world's greatest soccer players. <laughs> Unbelievable! This is a uh, New York City. More than a hundred pounds of cocaine recovered from a seventh floor apartment in a two-building, seventeen-story residential complex containing a gym, a lap pool, a roof deck in Queens. On Monday afternoon, investigators and agents arrested two individuals, recovered one loaded handgun, more than $200,000, in addition to seizing 50 kilos of cocaine. Un-freaking-believable. Great bust, though. Every day, it seems like. Yeah, exactly. This one out of Zero Hedge. Very interesting. Nightmare. Los Angeles DA to dissolve or downsize the hardcore gangs and major narcotics unit. Yep. You heard it right. Los Angeles County district attorney, George Gascon, I guess it is, is planning to severely downsize or outright dissolve the office's hardcore gang and major narcotics unit as early as next month. This is unbelievable. Uh, The understanding is that they are going to be uh, dissolution of the unit uh, either April 1st or April 2nd. So either today or tomorrow. Um, This is, this is ridiculous, ma'am. They're, (laughs) they're basically just allowing, you know, you to do whatever you want. And then on top of it, they're not even going to be fighting the gangs or the narcotics. They just like, yeah, whatever. Everything goes, I guess. This is stunning, man. Any comment on it? Defund them. Let go ahead. See what happens. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, see what happens. Uh, this one I got out of the Epoch Times, and of course, I I don't pay for their subscription, so I had to cut and paste it. But Texas State Senate passes election integrity bill targeting mail-in ballots. So the Republican-led Texas uh, passed bill early on Thursday that would ban mail-in ballot drop boxes and most drive-through voting in the wake of a controversy about the voting practices being used during the November 3rd election. The bill, which passed 18 to 13 along party lines, will now head to the Texas State House of Representatives. Coming, uh, The committee hearing are slated to start on April 6th. So I know everywhere has been trying really hard to get this stuff passed. Um, we're going to see what happens, obviously, but hopefully they can get this stuff passed, man. This would be This would be great. That's, I mean, this is what we got to do. We have to, each state has to address whatever happened and make sure it doesn't happen again. Exactly. Exactly. 
Next one I got for you out of Breitbart. Professional anti-racist angry after expert report concludes UK is not institutionally racist. Thank you uh, to Denise for dropping this out there. Uh, there is racism uh, in Britain, but it's not a systematically racist country that is rigged against non-white people, according to findings of a government-commissioned inquiry published Wednesday. Anti, uh, of course, the anti-racist or racism activist greeted the inquiry's conclusion with skepticism, saying the 264-page report from a panel of experts from fields, including science, education, business, and criminal justice downplayed the discrimination and disadvantage that ethnic minorities face in Britain. <sighs> Goes on and on. Very long article, but super interesting. <laughs> Any comment on this, Abe? Fuck them. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um out of the Southern District of Texas, the Department of Justice uh, dropped this today. South Texas pair admit to multiple counts of child exploitation. Again, every single day. If you guys saw my report yesterday, there was, I don't know, 10 or 12 of them in just one day. This is out of McAllen, Texas. A man and woman have entered guilty pleas to production of child pornography and coercion and enticement of a minor, announcing uh, U.S. Director or U.S. Attorney Lowry. It was uh, Reed Etheridge, 41, of McAllen, and his girlfriend, uh, Alicia Cronkite, 29, <sighs> took photographs of one minor victim exposed genitals, and they transmitted those photos back and forth to each other. Just unbelievable, man. It's, every single day this is happening. It's kind of scary if, if you think about it. It really is. Um, that's pretty much all I had for you. I did have one last little thing I wanted to play here since I have another minute or so. Um, if you haven't, if you haven't listened to Aaron Lewis, he just, my sister was actually at this concert. I didn't catch this till just the other day, but listen to what he, uh, listen to this real quick. And of course, it won't play right now, but he basically says, if I was Pelosi, I would be scared to death. That's the most I'm going to sing. That is pretty much your rapid fire news. He holds out his hat and his hat's got the picture of Donald Trump flipping off everybody. It's hilarious. The entire song is listed on there on my uh, on my Gab account. He just goes off on liberals. It's hilarious. That's all I got for you guys today. And your rapid fire back to you, brother. Second half, I want to take some of your guys' calls. I got Adam Kinziger's uh, 2020 donations breakdown for you. We'll, we'll we'll get into that. And I want to hear from you guys. So hop in there and get in, in the uh, Zoom room, and we'll get you guys on air. After a quick advertisement from our advertiser, our our sponsors, call them whatever you want. Uh, RiseAttireUSA.com is the official show sponsor of the Brothers Uncensored show. Do me a favor, check out RiseAttireUSA.com and put in discount code ABEWAVE, A-B-E-W-A-V-E. Get some sweet foxhole gear, get some sweet methods and red pill gear, and also a bunch of other cool stuff on there as well. So check them out when you guys get time. Put in that discount code, get some sweet gear, help support the show, and get a little bit of, of, of money off. And save time, save a little bit of money, you know what I'm saying? The message is to reject the message. No, no need, need for, for their, their hidden agendas, agendas realized by, by subversion, subversion. or extremist vendettas to target the free. free. 
Oops. Freaking producer. Freaking producer, I tell you. I tell you, this guy is fucking rookie. One of these days he's going to figure it out. Fire that guy. (laughs) I want to cut. The message is to reject the message. No need for their hidden agendas realized by subversion. Where extremist vendettas that target the free. Our weapons are truth that prove highly effective with an impact surpassed only by the span of their reach. The powers that hope to control us will feed on those lost in philosophies devoid of all meaning. Don't be enticed by the divisive self-righteous who deal in deception, suppression, and greed. Flee from the nation of mindless who preach what's been forced down their throat by their peers and their teachers. Run from the depraved, guilty of treason whose roads have been paved by the tricks up their sleeves. When it's real, you can feel it. It appeals to your senses, whether dull or intense, most will tend to agree. We won't leave the blinded behind. We'll shoulder wounded soldiers till it's over, then we'll train them to see. The truth is the future. This beautiful movement makes the gatekeepers useless and their lies obsolete. With fury we'll fight. By the glory of God, we'll delete the elite and release all their secrets. Rise Attire USA.com is the official show sponsor of Brothers Uncensored. Check them out when you guys get time. Help support the channel. Appreciate you guys. All right, we are over at the top of the hour. And uh, let me get the uh, call-in uh, set up on the screen for you guys. Set that up there. Uh, let's take a little look at our friend Adam Kinzinger, why don't we, huh? That sounds like a plan. Let's see what this guy has going on. You know what you're going to find because I couldn't account for like a million of his donations just happened to be, I don't know. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah, they're they're nice and hidden. They like to do that stuff. Um, do you want me to share my screen so you can see it or? No, I can watch it. Go ahead. Okay. So let's see here. All right. Here we go. Adam Kinzinger. Let's see here. Top contributions. We got here. He raised two point one million, uh, twenty nineteen to twenty twenty. Spent one point five. Says he has one point five cash on hand. Nice math there. Um, let's see, Rockford Anesthesi- Anesthesiology Association, twenty two thousand dollars. National Association of Broadcasters, State Farm, Exelon. Hey, Exelon's on the list, Joe. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> Now we found the connection. <laughs> yep. I bet you they haven't donated this year. Yeah, well, 15000 so far. Um, this year or last year? Or last year, said, yeah. Yeah, last year. So, I mean, still, that was kind of when everything with Exelon was going on. It could have been at any point, but interesting nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Uh, source of funds are other large corporations. Pack contributions four hundred thousand. Even though they just said that he got a major pack, so that's obviously not in open secrets yet. Uh, let's see here. Who else owns Adam Kinzinger? <laughs> well, excellent. I mean, dude, that reaches out. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, that's huge because that leads right to Madigan. Basically, I mean, we already know that. It's clear that Kinzinger's playing the game in order to stay elected, and that's pretty much what you have to do in Illinois if you want to stay elected. So, um, we need to find that girl that's going against him. What was her name? I don't know, but uh, we Trina or something. Yeah, we'll have to find her. You're right. Uh, top industries: retired securities investment, health professionals, real estate, electric utilities, insurance, lobbyists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cage Farmer says a group from Rockford that puts you to sleep. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And Exelon. Fuck that. I agree. That's uh, enough. Let's see. Top but sectors. 
still some interesting ones in there that like aren't accounted for. Is there, or are they all accounted for? No, not really. I mean, this is, they don't do, they have the, you know, packs can move money around in all kinds of secretive, right. you know, little ways. Especially so this, here in Illinois. Yeah. This is only what they release publicly to the campaign. Um, Top 20 contributors, uh, Rockford Anesthesiology and uh, National Association of Broadcasters and State Farm and Exelon. National Broadcast. That's interesting. Says he fundraised about 580,000. Contributions about 450,000. Top vendors, uh, so he uses, let's see, Red River Company, Arnold Communications, Republican Party of Illinois. This is where he's spending his money, um, paying himself $20,000. I guess you could do that these days. Apparently. <laughs> Pretty sure that people use it, their campaign money to pay themselves. Are, it's, uh, that's against the law. But uh, And what did he, uh, what is his latest legislation, Joe? Preserving Existing Nuclear Energy Generation Act. Jesus. Yeah, just for Exelon. Good stuff there, guy. Yeah. Yep. Go figure. Uh, the last thing he passed before that, that was at the end of 2020. Uh, so we might should have to look into that one a little bit. <laughs> he was the sponsor of the bill, too. Um. No surprise. No yeah, surprise. I mean, I think I, this is there's something to this about uh, re, rebuilding the infrastructure of nuclear industry that's may, that makes sense. But maybe we should look into uh, following the money on HR ninety fifteen. Uh, and if you guys want to feel like doing a dig, maybe we can find some stuff on there. Uh, three organizations lobbied for for that bill, and they are uh, Nuclear Energy Institute, Siemens, and XL Energy. So, good job, Adam. Way to go, buddy. Way to represent. Unbelievable. I mean, you know, we do need to deal with our nuclear infrastructure, but I can guarantee you there's kickbacks in there. That's that's how that shit always works. Straight to Exelon. Oh, due diligence. Good to see you out there, brother. Which reminds me, today's Thursday, Abe. You're going to be on with uh, Beers uh, and Bros tonight, aren't you? Yep, Beers and Bros tonight. Looking forward to that and hanging out with uh, Due Diligence for sure. That's going to be fun. Awesome. Awesome. Make sure you guys tune in uh, to that. He uh, looks like 930 tonight on Due Diligence. Check out Abe and uh, some other vets on there as well. It's always a good time over at Due Diligence. Yeah, for sure, man. Let me. Uh, all right, so uh, no one feels like calling in today. That's cool. Guess you guys are uh, out, out hanging out, staying kind of busy. It's all good. Um, let's see. Yeah, it's just hanging out, having some discussions in there. That's cool. National broadcaster, Glenn. Yeah, if Democrats were really worried about a virus, I recommend using shrink wrap and a minimum of ten minute interview intervals. <laughs> <laughs> If only that were uh, Fauci's uh, idea <laughs> solve this problem with a quickness. No one, you can't transmit a virus if you. <laughs> PewDiePie nine out there says Massachusetts used to be known for patriotism and education. We have fallen hard. Absolutely, PewDiePie. Absolutely. Dwight D. Eisenhower Strike Group. 
heading uh let's see launches Islamic State missions. This just USS Dwight D. Eisenhower Carrier Strike Group is participating in Operation Inherent Resolve. This is as of today. Missiles were launched by Carrier Air Wing 3 against Islamic State positions in Iraq and Syria from the strike group's position in the eastern Mediterranean Sea. Uh, see. ISIS took responsibility for the attack in Mozambique last week. And so it looks like some payback from that. Interesting. There's a something just out of the DEA that just dropped. Let me share this real quick. This is interesting. I started reading this. This is a leader of Mexico's United Cartels and other charge in South Florida's federal court for importing over 1,100 pounds of crystal methamphetamine. Holy crap. South Florida prosecutors charge a leader of notorious Mexican drug cartel and five others of the alleged roles in importing into the uh, United States 500, over 500 kilograms of Mexican methamphetamine, the largest methamphetamine uh, seizure in Miami-Dade County history. Holy cow, they seized 1,100 pounds of crystal meth before it even hit the streets. The defense are charged in two separate complaints, um, drug trafficking and drug importation and other crimes. Um, yeah, I'm not even going to try these these names, but... Um, who's a former mayor of Aguilo, Mexico, and alleges that the leader of the United Cartels in, in Michoacan, Michoacan, drug trafficking crimes, also charges Alfonso Restrian, 34, of Mexico as a co-conspirator. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Looks like we got a caller. See what's going so, on out there. Oh, crap. A couple people hanging out there. Cool. That's, that's cool. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, Kristen, I don't know. I think uh, due diligence goes on usually for a couple of hours. I'm not sure how long, but it starts at 930 tonight, and he's on the foxhole. Yeah, I'm hoping to probably hang out for about an hour or so. Uh, 217, uh, can I get your name, please? Hey, you got Cage Farmer. Hey, what's up, brother? What's up, Cage? How you doing, brother? Not good, guys. How you guys doing? Fantastic, man. It's Thursday. One more day till Friday. Looking forward to the weekend off. It's supposed to be a beautiful weekend, man. Oh, looking forward to it. Going to get some grilling and chilling going on for sure. Yeah, it's supposed to be a nice weekend up here, too. I'm definitely – I got some uh, work to do in the garage, some work on my truck. That's what I'm going to be doing all weekend, just chilling. Same same here. Same here. You know, I want to get back to the Adam Kinziger thing for just a second, uh, if we can. Um, you know, I, I know Abe, you're up in Wisconsin now. Uh, the other <laughs> Joe and I are still stuck down here in Illinois. You know, I think a lot of focus needs to be put on what we can do to fix things at a local level. And uh, how do we fix Illinois? Illinois seems so far gone. Wh- where do we start? I mean, I know local levels, school boards, PTAs and stuff like that. But, but is Illinois redeemable or is it a lost cause? I, I see some positives um, coming out of it. Um, it's not easy, of course, but um, obviously the Madigan thing is kind of a big deal, man. I mean, you know, we know that Madigan just input one of his other puppets, you know, in there uh, to, to kind of um, 
continue on what he's been doing. But overall, um, there has been, you know, some good things going down. And I think there's still some investigations that are ongoing as well. It, it needs to start at Madigan. And I believe once this all kind of um, unfolds, that there's going to be a huge domino effect. Um, now, of course, this is all hope on my part. But um, the fact that, you know, a lot of the mainstream media has been reporting uh, about Madigan and, and kind of going against him and uh, what he stood for. Um, I just, I really think that there's going to be some positives coming out. It's just, it's going to be slow, unfortunately, because we know how the courts work. We know the, how the courts work in this area, especially. Um, but I have hope, man. I really do. And like you said, that the whole thing about, you know, almost every guest that we've had on here has pretty much reiterated what we've always discussed. And like you stated as well about how we need to get involved and, and, I know there's people that don't want to put themselves out there or whatnot, but even if you can just go to your school board and attend, you know, attend a meeting or whatever, like we, we need to literally get involved in every aspect that we possibly can. That's the only way that we're going to take this back is by us standing up and us doing something about it. I really feel that. No, 100%, 100%. And, you know, you know, look, look, focus on Kinziger for just a second. Well, actually, no, let's focus on Madigan for a second. Are we still looking into the ComEd thing, that whole thing? Because I, I, I thought I heard somewhere that they kind of tried to like brush that under the rug, but did, did that resurface or where are we at with Madigan? Um, no, I mean that, that pretty much, I think it's done uh, if I'm not mistaken, but that was as far as, you know, Madigan is concerned. I believe that there's m many more um, people involved in that situation. I just don't think it's been brought up yet. We've seen some of these um, um, offices and buildings and stuff being raided as well and then have not heard anything back ever since they've been raided, which leads me to believe that they're still investigating some of the stuff that was going on. Um, I don't know, Abe, if you have anything to input on that. Well, I mean – that that scandal is is a micro a, a small piece of the bigger corruption that was revealed in the in Rahm Emanuel's email leaks, um, and that we made sure we helped spread all over around the world. So that shit isn't can't go away. I don't. I, there's no way that the amount of corruption that was involved that was proven in those emails can just go away. So I think it's you know the fact that Madigan had to step down and the fact that he is no longer going to be uh, part of the the you know in the in the in the know as part of the machine he'll still be behind the scenes I'm sure but um you can't you can't be as effective if you're not uh you know you know where you need to be so I mean there's hope there for that uh, as far as the structure of Illinois man it's you got a long way to go the 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 way that the way that Illinois works the way that Illinois politics works has been and will for foreseeable future continue to be ran by like a criminal organization. And it's not, I don't see anything regardless of the Madigan's leaving power. She's still, still got his daughter in there that she's still in the attorney general's office. So, um, you know, when you control the law, the legal system, you control the, the state. So, you know, there's simply, so Illinois is also a microcosm of, of kind of the world too. Right. Um, there's, there is a gr a growing number of of 60 70 year olds that have been continuous in power in in that state forever 
and they're transitioning out of power now. They're getting too old to, to continue. So on that front, I think that's where your hope lies. But the pension system is an absolute disaster in Illinois. It is meant, it is built to game the system, and it is gamed by everybody that can possibly game it, whether it's a county worker, a state worker, or anybody who works for a public utility or public service. Uh, every single one of them, they game the system because everybody does it, and that's why they have a $10 billion at-last-look windfall that they're never going to catch up on, and it's until they fix that structure of the way that uh, the union is is intertwined with the state politics, it's going to continue to be ran like a like a uh, organized crime unit, man. Oh, absolutely. You know, and and I'm not going to name drop here because I, I I got a guy that I was in several schools with over the years back in you know high school and below, and I I'm under the age of forty. Um, he went into politics and he is now, he either got out or he did serve some sort of prison time for being a corrupt politician and came from Springfield. Um, and it just, you know, he was like one of the, one of the dudes you knew in school that was like this, this just upright kind of just good guy that had, you know, his, a good head on his shoulders and the second he got into the system of, of Illinois politics just went down the toilet and it was like, really that guy, that guy. And I, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. I mean, Illinois is such a, is a crazy, is a crazy state. I mean, it, it's definitely, I, I don't want to say it's a blue state. I want to say there are much like the other quote unquote blue states. There are severely blue areas that, can drag you down very quickly. Like, you know, you've got your college towns, like your, your Champaign-Urbana's, your, your, well, your capital of Springfield, which is a very interesting place. Um, your, your Chicago's that, that are blue. Uh, other than that, Illinois is red. Illinois is red other than those couple of areas. And it's just amazing. Like watching some of the people that I knew growing up through, through various schools that I went to and, and seeing what it's happening. I mean, what, one guy I knew was an absolute creep. He got caught on some sort of like to catch a predator scheme. And I'm like very, very happy that happened because that, that dude was a scumbag, but that's besides the point. It's, it's this, this other guy I was talking about that went into politics that literally was an upstanding dude that the second he got sucked into the system in Illinois, just went just right down the shitter. And it's just amazing. I, I, I it, it's going to be a hard fix. It really is going to be a hard fix. You know, Kinzinger was, was uh, somebody who I stumped for. I, I'm not stumped, but uh, knocked doors and, and made calls and, and helped get him in, in office because, you know, um, you hope that uh, people who are prior military have a fucking spine. Uh, and that has been proven to be not true. <laughs> Uh, you can't you can't just uh, assume because somebody's prior military that they are going to be what's best for um, for what you consider to be the important causes, and it's that's disappointing too. Uh, there is no shortage of uh, prior military going to DC that that uh, that basically are are controlled by DC instead. Military industrialist is all it is, um, and that's unfortunate. That's what happened with Kinzinger, but 
you know, now that he's been exposed, we know exactly what we need to do to fix it. Right. We need to find the right person, vent, vet the right person and get the right person in there that we know is actually going to stand up for our conservative values. That's truly what we need. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and I think, you know, watching the four years of, of Trump and what Trump was able to do from the top down and just seeing everything awesome that happened under that administration and how quickly it was able to be eroded, just like a snap of a thumb under Biden. It really put into picture in clear view how we need to bring this up from the bottom up so that the next time we get someone in there at the top, they've got a a solid base. Now, we know we have a solid voting base. We know we have a solid supporting base. But what we don't have nationwide is a solid, you know, governmental base at the lower levels. And I think what we could do once we get someone in there at the top level with this solid lower level governmental base, you know, the states, the counties, the cities, I I think that could be an amazing thing. And I think, you know, the four years of Trump showed us the path to that. And that's what we need to do. And, and people just need to start stepping up and getting into those roles in whatever means possible. And not all of us are capable of doing that. Um, you know, it, it's just, if you can do what you can to put yourself out there and, and do whatever you can. I understand that some people just don't have that ability and that's fine. Support how you can, but we need to start getting active people. Well, even like we had the, the, the lady on from uh, the school pack. I mean, you know, she, she didn't think she was going to be starting up this, this giant keep kids in school pack and all of a sudden have, I don't even remember how many counties that she had that signed up around her, but you know, it turned into a huge movement and it could potentially, I mean, in fact, I know it's going to turn into a nationwide movement, just something as little as that is, is, you know, getting organized, you know, we, that's the other thing that we've been discussing too, is how do we get organized? How do we get everybody together on the same page? And I truly, truly feel in my heart that as soon as Trump launches his, his website and, and uh, whatever else he plans on doing at that point is when we will really start to get organized and um, hopefully we'll have all the right candidates um, already vetted and we'll have uh, a much better path at that point. I agree with that. And, you know, even, and, and, and we all love Trump, but even if he vets a candidate and says they're good, do your own looking into that candidate to make sure we, because yeah. we've, seen, we've seen some discrepancies in the past and some people, and I don't think he's going to make these mistakes again. I really don't think he's going to do that again, but do your own research into these candidates even if they are vetted by top people that you trust, check yeah, them out for yourself. Exactly why I said we vet when we vet them, not, not him. We, we need 100%. to vet them individually. Absolutely. Right. Cage farmer. Catalina. Absolutely. Loff. Uh, Catalina Loff is uh, who is running and she is a former, she, uh, they calling her a former Trump aide. Uh, she worked for the Trump campaign in Illinois. So, I mean, yes, not, she did. Um, they're calling her Trump aide, but, uh, but so hopefully Trump will get behind her. Um, and we're going to reach out to her, see if we can get her on as well. Yeah. She's, she's your anti, anti AOC, which is perfect. And Gary Flesner, unfortunately we don't have discord call in. 
Is Gary other, trying to call in? Yeah, Gary Flesner was trying to call in on on uh, Discord. Uh, any other further comments from you, Cage Farmer Brother? We got Texan in the in the wheelhouse there. Uh, anything you want to leave us with before you head out, brother? You know what? Just just stay strong, stay the course, and let's get together and let's push this movement going forward. And let's let's take it back from the bottom up. Go ahead and take the call from the Texan. Love you, bros. Have a good no Cuomo. Love you, bros. But have a good night and take a call from Texan. Much love, bro. Love you too, brother. No Much Cuomo. love. No Cuomo. Texan, what's good, brother? <laughs> Man, it's beautiful out here today, brother. Let me tell you something. It's 75 degrees, not a cloud in the sky, and we got like a five-mile-an-hour wind. Oh. It makes me makes me sick to be in, stuck in this truck today, man. <laughs> I can imagine. I'm out here, out here playing uh, concrete cowboy, you know. Giddy up, sir. Giddy up. How's it been going with you, brother? I know, uh, I know you got your new phone. Everything working okay on that new phone of yours? Yeah, man. When when I just signed in, things were different. I had to figure it out real quick. How's the how's the uh, the video and audio on this one? Uh, I don't know. Actually, I think it's better. Uh, to tell you the truth, I think your video is a it, lot better. Yeah, it's a higher quality phone. And uh, anyway, yeah, that was a bonehead move I did, y'all. Well, what I did was I was getting ready to go to work the other day, and I was loading my stuff up. You know, I got a four door F one fifty, and I was loading the stuff up in the in my the back of the cab. I took my phone and set it up on the rail of the bed and I forgot it was there. And when I pulled out of the driveway, it flew off into the street. And then when I got to work, I realized, shit, I don't have my phone. So I hauled ass back to the house to get it. And I ran the son of a bitch over pulling in the damn driveway. I didn't see it laying there. <laughs> so, Talk about a way to start, start a bad day. No shit. But Hey, it. uh, Man, I, I actually really enjoyed the conversation with y'all yesterday and your guest yesterday. And, uh, you know, um, I like the exchange between me and you, Alan. I really did. I yeah. mean, I know where you're coming from, man, and I totally agree with you. I, I just hope you understand where I'm coming from about the uh, how people would jump in line on shit like that, just mindlessly. Yeah. Jump in line and won't question anything. That's where I, you know, where I was coming There's from. There's no shortage of that. I'm with you, and we need to be, uh, you know, hypersensitive on it. They're they're gonna go after it every chance they get. They're already going after the First Amendment. We know they're gonna. That's their goal. So you, I absolutely agree. I just think there's too much hyperbole in the media, uh, spinning people up, thinking, "Oh, here we go. Biden's gonna put an executive order to come take my guns." That's just not going to happen, and I'm just trying to be realistic with people to make them understand they're going to do it in other ways, and they're already doing it in other ways, going after ammo. So I think that's where we should, you know, that's where our attention should be. I can't find freaking ammo anywhere. I still can't find 9 mil. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm with you. I can't either. Um, You know, I was thinking about something, what we were talking about yesterday, something, you know, that I said about jumping across the county line. And after I got off the phone with y'all last night and I was driving, I got to thinking, I said, you know what? If they did do something like that, if they, if Biden said, okay, I'm signing an executive order banning guns, let's just say he does that. People like me are going to react to that. And we are going to, you know, like cross county lines and go where we know that we can retain our weapons. And uh, that's just going to divide the shit out of this country, just like the civil war. That's where your battle lines will be drawn and they'll go, okay, well, this is, uh, you know, the FBI or the CIA and everything will look and say, this is where, you know, all these insurgents are. They're in Kaufman County. They're in Ellis County. They're in this county, that county. You know, it'll, it'll just purposely divide everybody right there. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. 
you know, there's part of me uh, that was very stubborn about uh, wanting to leave Illinois. I'm like, fuck this. I'm not leaving. I'm going to sit here and fight. And then you see what happens, what they do to people when you, when you, when you piss off the wrong people. I pissed off the Chicago Teachers Union, and and they didn't like it, uh, and they made sure I understood that. And um, you know, so there's 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 a point where you're like, all right, I give up. Uh, I'd rather just go live my life and be happy. But there's part of me that's like, man, I, I wish people would go over right now. Like as soon as they get a nice day, a free day, go over and talk to your sheriff, find out where he stands on red flag laws, find out where he stands on seizing guns. And I would actually say the statement before I, I left. I would say, if you enforce unconstitutional laws in this county, I'm going to do everything I can to expose you and get you thrown out of office. All I all I ask is that you respect the constitutional laws in this country. And, and if you can't do that and enforce it constitutionally, then you're not the person, the right person for this county. And I would actually just say that to him. And ask other people in your area neighborhoods to go to your sheriffs and say the same fucking thing. Send the message that we're not going to put up with it, and we're going to put throw your asses out of office. Hey, see, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to go there too. The uh, Dallas County is a liberal fucking county. I mean, big time. You know, uh, look what they did with the mass that that piece of shit, uh, uh, Judge Clay Jenkins, and and uh, all these judges and everything in Dallas. They're all liberal, heavy liberal. I mean, super liberal county, man. It's it's bad. It's like San Francisco, but, uh, you know, just outside, like I said, the counties that, that actually touch Dallas County, the contiguous counties all the way out, hell, they're all conservative and all those sheriffs are good sheriffs. Okay. So we know where Dallas County stands. That's what I'm saying. There'd be a mass exodus of people just stepping out across the county lines. And then they're going to be tracking where these people are going. But with that said, you know, if you decide to remain in the county, uh, you know, a liberal county like that, and they come to confiscate your weapons, you better know what your neighborhood's about. Because think about it. If you're willing to make a stand on your front porch against the SWAT team and they end up taking you out, what's the, what's the media going to say? Oh, crazy lone Trump supporter, gunman, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, and you, you, it's just going to get wiped away. But if you have your whole community, 30, 40, 50 people standing together, against the SWAT team, that's going to change the, the aspect of everything. You know, that's going to change the landscape totally. And it's going to get a hell of a lot more coverage. So if you and your neighbors stand together against this tyranny, that's one thing. But if you're one person standing out there, well, it's, they are so easily going to make you out to be, you know, uh, uh, another wacko from Waco or something, yep. you know, uh, they're going to uh, a Ruby Ridge yep. or whatever. You see? So out in the country, it's different. The neighbors do stand together like that. And they do hold their sheriffs accountable. Up here in Dallas, it's a fucking joke, man. Yeah. So check this out. Um, I, I know you probably can't really see this, so I'll read it the best I can for you, Texan. But this okay. was yesterday, uh, or no, this was on the 30th. So Senate approved Second Amendment Fire a- Firearm Freedom Act, state capital in Phoenix. The Arizona Senate today approved HB 2111 and uh, the Second Amendment Fire Act. A- Firearm Freedom Act, sponsored by Representative Leo, I don't know, which prohibits state, county, and local governments from using resources to implement or enforce federal actions that are inconsistent with Arizona law regarding and regulations of firearms. This is what needs to be done, guys. Arizona stands with law-abiding gun owners, said Representative 
via Suki. I don't know. The Second Amendment guarantees vital liberties, such uh, just like the First Amendment protects the freedom of speech, and the Fourth Amendment prevents unreasonable searches and seizures. If the zealous gun grabbers in Washington try to disarm citizens in the name of political posturing, we're not going to allow it in Arizona. HB uh, 2111 was already passed by the House on, in February. It will now be sent to Governor Ducey to see what happens from there. And, you know, again, we know Ducey's probably, I don't know, probably not going to let it roll by, but just that's like all we can do, right, Abe? I mean, it's just keep trying to do this. Yeah, and that's, um, you know, the more people that that put stuff like that out there, the stronger the argument's going to be for representatives in that area to stand up also. So that's those messages that get sent are important. Um, and, you know, again, we should be we should find out what the hell's going on with these excuses on the supply chain. Uh, that would be I would love to do an investigation on that. They keep claiming claiming supply chain problems because of covid this whole fucking time. That's a joke. I, you know, uh, the, the the government, uh, the military moving to nine mil probably um, is is just taking everything <laughs> and f- for their stockpiles and not allowing any to be sold to the public. You know, I've I've heard a, uh, I've seen a lot of uh, YouTube things, uh, interviews with uh, gun manufacturers or ammo manufacturers and stuff, and uh, the, the distributors. And I, I don't know. I've heard different sides of it uh, or different excuses put it that way about what's going on out there they're they're saying that you know the general public instead of walking up and just buying a normal one or two boxes if there's four boxes on the shelf well that one individual is just buying all four kind of makes sense but yeah there's something bigger going on with the manufacturing end of it like you said you can't even find primers and shit for your reloads right still can't find them though i mean the one will pop up they'll they'll get in a shipment of like a a two thousand or ten thousand and they're gone in a heartbeat so yeah, yeah, something, yeah. Hey, there's something else I want to bring up that I saw this morning when I got home and I was watching the weather and this uh, story came up. They're starting to attack our high schools here in uh, around Texas, especially uh, north central Texas. There's, uh, uh, you know, the group of Native Americans going around and, you know, they're they're wanting to sue and they're, they're protesting outside the schools because, their mascots, the uh, Indians or the Chiefs or the something or another. Jeez. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, this Native American woman actually said this. I I started, I just like, I can't believe she just said that. That happened this morning. I'm sitting there sipping on a beer, smoking a cigarette, watching this. And she comes on and she's like, you know, this is, uh, this is racism. It's blah, blah, blah. And we are the only race of people uh, who are used as mascots. And I went, Bitch, I'm Irish. What about the fighting Irish? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, there's other mascots out there that are, you know, of, of, of different races, but that, that just hit me like that. I thought, well, you selfish, self-centered, uh, self-indulged fucking bitch. It's all about you, 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 you know? Our, our high school that Abe and I went to, uh, our our mascot was, or our, our school was the Warriors. Uh, after, um, you know, obviously Indian and our logo was an Indian and all that stuff. We, there our old high school has been under attack this last couple of years as well about changing the mascot, changing the name and all that stuff. It's, it's just more of that cancel culture BS that's going on all over the place. Uh, you know, I think the Minnesota Vikings would kind of take a fucking issue with that. Don't you think? 
Well, that, yeah, there's another one. A perfect, another perfect example. Exactly. I mean, if you think about it, really sit and think about it, you know, I mean, you know, it's, you know, that's, that is amazing to me how these, these fucking people, you know, uh, of all these cultures from the black culture, Native Americans and everything have been convinced to wipe out their own existence, their own footprint in history in the name of social justice and racism. They've been duped. They've been tricked to do it, and they're falling for it and doing it on their own. Nobody's even forcing them to do it. Yep. Yep. So, anyway, guys, with that said, uh, I'm pretty sure you got some other callers in there. I just wanted to bug in with my new phone and check it out. Looking good. Looking good, brother. Glad to hear from you. Any final thoughts before we let you go, brother? No, man. Y'all got any guests on? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got to say, it's uh, uh, the new phone, uh, Alan. I can't get into the Discord on this. It says that the uh, the invitation has expired. Can you send me another invitation through an email? You, brother. Yep, I got you. Yeah, so I can get back in on that, and I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, and tomorrow we actually have on um, – um, oh, shoot, what's his name, Abe? Uh, tomorrow we have uh, Todd Bensman, who's down at the border on, so that'll be fun to hang out. Here, here he has going on down at the border, so make sure you call in if you get a chance. Te- yep. Texas border or just the border all the way across California? Uh, he didn't say specifics, but uh, we'll see. Oh, uh, Toria is asking about that mask incident um, that that you had at work. Did you did you get any uh, other feedback back from that? Oh, oh man, I'm glad you asked. I won. They backed you- down. They they did not want to challenge me on that. Nice, nice. Yeah, that yeah. The company said, okay, yeah, we'll we'll make an exception for people with uh, you know medical conditions he doesn't have to wear the mask because i told him i said hey you know i'm, I'm like when i called yeah. in that day i was i was pretty pissed off and upset about it because everything i've already been through over it and yeah. i just stood my ground i said i let him know if it go, if it goes this way then i guess we'll have to take it to court that's what i told my boss he conveyed the message they decided that they would back off so thanks for asking yeah i appreciate that awesome good stuff brother good stuff you be safe out there we'll talk to you soon all right all right man see y'all down the road take care texan Appreciate you, bro. Take care of yourself. Yeah, good stuff. Open line if anyone wants to call in. Appreciate you guys very much. Um, yeah, I, I maybe I misunderstood. Uh, I could be wrong, Polly D. Uh, I was pretty sure that there was a recent switch in the military to 9 mil, but I can't find it. I know that they switched to the 6-hour P320, and maybe I thought maybe I didn't realize that the M9 was a was a nine mil. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, point being, um, the, I think it's military, you know, hogging hogging the nine mil. Uh, I was pretty sure that there were other uh, uh, branches that that recently switched. I could be wrong though. But anyways, uh, thank you for the correction. Um, it's a pity culture. <laughs> yeah, I, it's ridiculous. If, if if your life is worried about mascots, then you have nothing better to do with your life. Uh, and you're pathetic, and you you should be laughed at, and uh, you know, tarred and feathered for the moron that you are. <laughs> I concur. I concur. <laughs> that 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 uh, Indian really bothers me. <laughs> if that's your life, you should be laughed at, and like you know, held up as a as the village idiot. <laughs> right. So this is interesting. This uh, this just dropped as well. Let me pull this up. Wait, what happened? 
Oh, never mind. It got taken down off of justice.gov. Interesting. Um, but I still got the headline. The headline says a Bartles man pleads guilty um, to downloading and viewed more than 1,200 images and 79 videos of child pornography on his electronic device. Pleaded guilty in the U.S. court district today, but it's been taken down. So I don't know if they're editing it or what, but um, this this guy was a poor, apparently out of Oklahoma. Another one dropping. Unbelievable. Hmm. Just checking in on your crane. Uh, not a whole lot going on over there. We got another caller. Let me uh, let me get that lined up here for you guys, and we'll see what is going on in the world today. Or see what you guys want to talk about. Uh, let's see here. Uh, 719, can I get uh, you to unmute, and can I get your name, please? I believe it is uh, – oops, wrong button. Uh, it is uh, – Star six, I think it is to unmute. I'm sorry, I forgot to hit the six. There you go. Can I get your name, please? Gary Fletcher. Gary, how are oh, you? Oh, there he is. What's up, Gary? How you doing? Not too bad. Do I need to? Am I on? I need to mute this. No, yeah. Hey, I live in Champaign, Illinois. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, but people don't realize the town is Champaign itself is probably 60% Republican, 40% Democrat. But if you go out 70 miles, it's 90% Republican. How? You know, the whole middle, the whole middle of the state is Republican. We all hate Chicago. So that's interesting. Now, Champaign, for those who don't know, is, is pretty far south of the city. You're about what? Three hours? Two and, and a half south? hours. Two and a half hours on the highway. And you're saying that even though uh, Champaign has University of Illinois there, that it's still sixty um, percent Republican. It's still at least half. It's still at least half red. I, I've lived here eighty percent, but seventy percent of my life, and the rest I've moved around to different states to work. But uh, the farm country, I'm related to everybody, and we're all German. We're all Republican. Gifford, Royal, Ogden, Paxton, Flatville, uh, St. Joe. Uh, I mean, they're all Republican. Yeah, and I see now I'm about an hour and a half south of, of the city, and we're very red in this area. And I was going to ask you, Gary, do you remember um, at the uh, election results, was your area down there in Champaign all red as well for voting? Well, that's what I'm saying. My my grandfather, my great grandfather, and all my uncles voted Republican. Now they're dead. Now they all vote Democrat. <laughs> Too much. I'm truth. serious. I was talking to some people the other day, and they estimate a half million dead people yep. vote in Illinois. Yeah, I yeah. I agree I'm with not, that. Say, I've the studies that I've done. I agree. They don't they don't clean up the voter rolls. I completely agree with you. I called the local Republican campaign office, offered my service for free. They didn't call me back. So I called the main Republican office and told them they didn't call me back, and they said they'd call and get them to call me. Guess what happened? No one ever called me. Yep. Yep. The Republican Party in this state, or even the control, sucks. 
Yep. There's <laughs> really no Republicans in that state. There are there are a few, very few, and they get targeted anytime uh, they get in power, just like what happened in 2016 uh, up in uh, the northern part of the state in McHenry County and uh, Lake County up there. Uh, but they, the left targeted those areas that have been strong Republican districts, and they actually did come back uh, in 2020, which is good news, but there's still some work to be done there too as well. Well, that's just like I used to be. I used my, my stepmother owned WRTL, the local radio station. And for years, we did the EI ball games, which we have the Cubs sub farm here. And Governor Edwards would come down, and uh, I used to broadcast with my stepfather live the EI games. He said, between the two of us, get drunk with us. You know? And he used to complain that he couldn't get nothing done because his own party wouldn't help him, you know? No shortage of that problem for sure. It's it's a mess. It, know, it really is ran like a organized crime uh, unit. <laughs> well, Chicago is the home of the mafia for the United States, yep. and it's never left. True. Nope. You know, never. It's a, it's just so. I've had people down here screaming to vote to kick Chicago out of Illinois, and I was told it could be done. It's bad. It's real bad. It's probably one of the top two. Uh, you know, probably behind Detroit, uh, uh, sh- sh- um, New York, Detroit, I, Illinois, and California. It's, it's for everything. Bad. It's I, people don't realize how bad it is. It's real bad. Uh, the teachers, the teachers run the unions. The teachers yeah. run this state. Yep. That's you know, I mean, I right. I don't even go to Chicago no more. I used to go up there to party, you know. Uh, it used to be the greatest place for music. It was like New Orleans. You could go up there, there's, you know, two miles of bars and stuff up there. You, you don't even want to go up there no more. It ain't safe no more. Nope. I agree. I, I mean, agree. the whole town is garbage. <laughs> Fed uh, up in Wisconsin made a good point. Our whole government is an or- organized crime syndicate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Illinois, all my crime. Well, of course, Obama I mean, came from Chicago. We can't forget that. Yeah, he didn't come from Chicago. Bullshit. He ain't even well, from this country. He had a hell of a influence. If he stood in front of me and claimed he was from Illinois, I'd go to jail for punching him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another interesting point, real quick, Gary, that you're talking about. Uh, for example, my local—I'm um, not going to say what town that I live in, but my local uh, Republican um, party had a Facebook site, right? And so I joined it, and immediately I noticed that they were posting mainstream media articles, and I started yelling at them right away. I'm like, why are you posting this? They're like, well, what do you want me to post? And I'm like, I don't know. How about, like, Gateway Pundit or something like that? Yeah, or, literally... nothing at all, or nothing at all if you don't post bad shit. Exactly. You know? Well, that I had to literally tell the guy who was running the Facebook site, like, to like to give him examples of, of other articles to post because he didn't even know what he was posting. It's it's that's how unorganized and how ridiculous that some of these Republican um, uh, local Republican places are. The Republican Party in Illinois is the stupidest bunch of people I've ever seen in my life. You You're go. absolutely right. I'm sorry. The only, between them, the only difference between them and Democrats is their views are a little different, but they're all stupid, you know? 
Yeah. I mean, it's really sad. I mean, and, and I see so many people in the chat that are from Illinois. I mean, like uh, uh, Lee Worth is 40 miles from me, you know, and she feels the same way. She lives over by Decatur, which is Democrat, big <laughs> time, you know, and she hates it over there, but she loves where she lives. And it really sucks. I don't know who uh, Losi uh, or Lousy is out there in chat, but she says, "Come on, guys, Miss Beetlejuice is such a stable woman." Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I hate it. I don't even want to talk about her because I'd probably go to jail for slander. It's amazing how how, how they just pick who they want as the figurehead of of the mayor of Chicago, and they're just they basically that's all they are. They have no actual power. Yeah, but. It, if anybody thinks the mayor runs Chicago, they're full of shit. <laughs> you know, she 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 was picked because they stick up their hand up her ass and they move her mouth. <laughs> exactly. You know. Hey, just, Gary. Just like Mike. I got a, I got a one last caller I want to move to. I appreciate you, brother. Okay, Thanks. buddy. See you later. Bye. Thanks for letting me call in. Take Good care. Hear from you, Gary. Take care, brother. Good stuff. Good stuff. Love Gary. Good Sub- stuff there, man. Subpack vets in the house. Let me get Subpack in here and uh, we'll hang out with him for the last 10 minutes or so. And then we'll uh, let you guys go enjoy the rest of your Thursday evening. So uh, let me get that over here. Where are you, where are you at? Subpack vet. Good to see you for sure. Let me get uh, your audio connected here. Looks like it's good to go. Just hit that unmute button there in the bottom left and I'll uh, be good to go. Bruce Q. Wayne, good to see you out there, brother. What's up, Subpack Vet? Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Well, you guys uh, <clears throat> have a pretty good show today. Uh, there was two things I wanted to uh, uh, talk about. One was uh, the Ukraine deal. You did a great job on uh, breaking that down. I appreciate that. Uh, a big reason I see that uh, Russia is trying to take that part of Ukraine, though, is its access to the Black Sea, uh, which is incredibly uh, important to their naval forces so you're getting a, a view from a naval guy on that one uh yeah of course they have to come in with with land forces to take it first but instead of having going through the bosphorus you're absolutely right and they're going to keep it they're not going to they're going to they're going to expand the security zone around it and they're going to keep it and there's there's really nothing the, the world will just watch probably is what's going to happen well unfortunately yeah the, the only only ones to stand up to them has really got to be nato uh Biden, he's a he's a tapeworm at best. Uh, nothing he's going to do to stop anything. So, uh, unfortunately, I think that's the way that's going to go. Uh, secondly, uh, we're, you know, as we're talking about our local politics and and what have you, uh, Idaho's been throwing around uh, having sunset clauses on on all their laws. On all, on all their bills and i think it's a great idea if, if you know we can all you know at a local level get that get that together and do that but what it does is it it uh sets these laws out for only so long so they have to they're forced the legislator legislative branch is forced to go in and once again re-vote on that but it keeps them so busy that they can only pick out the very important laws on top of it instead of all the bs crap that they love to throw in there too i'd like to see that and those bills that any new bills that are made no longer have any pork fat any uh riders or any uh special interest groups attached to those so that at that point we can really dig out the 
the swamp rats here and it'll expose them uh, right up, you know, have those sunset right in between every two years in between uh, election cycles so that they have to vote on that stuff right in the middle of their campaigns would really expose them. Man, that's a that's a great statement. Um, do you know uh, what kind of time frame they put on these? Is it is it like three, five years, something like that, or, or is it shorter than that? Well, in Idaho, they haven't haven't really done anything, but from the way I understood, it was two years. Hmm. So every two years, they'll put, they'll have a statute in place for whatever they want to get done to make to, to make themselves relevant. Uh, and rarely, rarely ever actually helps anybody, but whatever, just to make them relevant. But then they'll they'll make sure that they have to go back on it with new people in there into the future. They have to also agree that it's a good policy. That's pretty damn interesting, man. I like that idea a lot. I think we should uh, we should find ways to talk to our local representatives to see about that idea. See if we can get our local, uh, you know, uh, leaders in the GOP to uh, to em- embrace that kind of policy and try to get people to push it. Absolutely. I 100% agree. It uh, actually throws the ball back in their court to be responsible leaders. It's a really good idea, man. I'm definitely going to take that idea um, and see how we can find ways to, to push that into policy. That's really good stuff, man. Appreciate you very much. How you been, man? Everything been all right for you? Oh, pretty good. Uh, <laughs> the My friend that I'm staying with, I'm, I'm down in Spokane Valley, uh, just across the border in Washington, about 50 miles from from home uh, doing a remodel uh person i'm staying with just popped positive for covid so now i'm stuck here oh shit wow <laughs> i feel great though uh hey let me ask you a question that new uh what was the ninth circuit ruling about open carry has that changed uh tangibly changed anything as far as uh the current gun laws on the west coast is it just basically reinforcing the laws that are already on the books or well i I can't really speak much for uh, Washington. I mean, Washington's retard state anyway. Yeah. Uh, I don't mean to offend anybody out no, there. No, it is. It's they, they, especially Oregon. when it comes to, to gun laws, they're 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 moronic at, at the very best. So there was a lot of people that were really that were using that as example, and I'm like, California, the West Coast already has doesn't have any kind of actual decent open carry laws or constitutional carry laws anyway. So. Right. Well, I could tell you, Idaho, you know what, uh, it, it boils down to our, our local sheriffs. Yeah. I know mine, mine for certain in Bonner County, there is no way in hell he is going to enforce anything like that. Matter of fact, he stands directly opposed to it, along with the mask mandates. No way. Although Idaho no longer has a mask mandate, but even when they did, he refused to enforce it. So Nice. There you, you know. go. That's how you get her done, man. That's good stuff. Good stuff today, man. I'm going to keep that in my mind and, and find ways that we can get that. Maybe I, I, I have a, a, a potential to get the, the, the Republican. I think she's either the top or the second party representative. I have a chance to be able to talk to her. Now, I'm going to bring that topic up with people like that. I appreciate that very much, man. Appreciate you very much. Yeah. Have a great night. You do the same. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the call. up, Peg. Vat. Have a good one, brother. Take easy, guys. Bye-bye. You too, man. Good stuff today, guys. Appreciate you guys bailing us out. <laughs> it is it's tough to find news, man. It's tough to find stuff to to talk about. So uh, hopefully you guys will keep them coming, and we can make this uh, second half of your guys' show every day. Uh, tonight I'm over at where's my calendar? Thank God for Dude. dawn. I actually I actually can just go look and find out what I have to do. 
It's awesome. It's right on your calendar. It's amazing. It's an amazing, amazing concept. I don't have to write it down and find which piece of paper I wrote it on after I wrote over it again. <laughs> uh, due, to, due diligence tonight at 930 uh, Central. I'm looking forward to that for sure. Uh, so uh, hanging out with beers and bros. Uh, going to be a fun little discussion. We'll see how, how that goes for sure. Todd Bensman's going to be here tomorrow. Uh, he's from the Center of Immigration Studies. I've read a bunch of his work, and I've highlighted a bunch of it on the show uh, for the past three years. The guy is top-notch. I can't believe we have a chance to talk to him tomorrow, bro. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Obviously, we had Michael Yan on as well, and he was giving us the border aspect from South America there. Now we have... Uh, Todd on tomorrow, uh, literally at the Texas, I believe, border-ish. Well, I don't think he's really going to tell us exactly where he's at, but in the area of the border down south. So um, boots on the ground, great reporting. Um, yeah, I mean, just amazing, good stuff, man. I'm looking forward to it. For sure. That's like Governor, the GOAT DeSantis, indeed, yes. Uh, DeSantis is the GOAT right now. He is he is leading the way in how it gets done. I appreciate you guys all very much. Thanks for joining us here today. We'll see you guys tomorrow. And uh, other than that, um, oh, next week uh, I have to be down by you on Wednesday at 830 in the morning. So I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to handle that. If I'm going to probably leave after the show uh uh, Tuesday night, Tuesday. Um, and then either drive back or I might consider see what you're up to hanging there for the weekend or a couple days. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll, I got to work that out next week. So we'll. Um, I'm not sure what we have for guests next week. Let me uh, see. We got uh, nothing scheduled for, uh, except for due diligence. Uh, Foxhole Friday is starting next week uh, with due diligence. Uh, that, uh, next week, White Hat the week after, and Red Pill is going to be coming here and hang, hang with us on the 23rd. So with awesome. that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. Thank you all for joining us here today, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Much love, fam. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.